Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show in our 19th year here on Voice America. And we always have amazing guests that help you turn problems into solutions. And today's no exception. Today, we're going to talk about narcissists. We've heard a lot about narcissists lately. And uh, certainly, this is what we want to talk about. How do we cope with them in our lives? And... I always say that this show is evergreen, meaning that you may listen to it a year from now, two years from now, more than that. But we are in the middle of a pandemic, and we are in November of 2020, and we're in the middle of that. And in America, we're in the middle of an election. So we have a lot of things going on in our country. And I think this is such a timely topic in learning how to deal with personalities that are not easy for all of us at any time, but particularly when there's a lot of stress going on. So my guest is Dr. Marriott Marriott Jansen. She's from England. Her book is From Victim to Victor, a Narcissism Survival Guide. Marriott Jansen is a life coach, psychotherapist, meditation teacher, blogger, and speaker. She obtained a PhD in communication science in the Netherlands and worked in corporate organizations. And she has focused her work. She's grown up in a dysfunctional family, and she was a victim of narcissism. And she has, because of her own realization, discovered that narcissism is something we really need to talk about. And she really studied on how it plays out. And so she will explain it and then um, show us or teach us how we can recognize someone who's a narcissist very easily. And again, this is from her wonderful expertise. Hello, Mariette. Hello, Patricia. I remember when you contacted me, it was in July, I think, and you were saying, oh, it's the 2nd of November. Can you make it? And I said, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but that's how Yeah, I tend lies, to book up it? early. Well, let's yeah, talk yeah. first about, I would love to know now, we have a lot of, uh, politi- a lot of uh, narcissists out there in the political world. And any leaders, we have a lot of narcissism among leaders, no matter where they are. How do you, first of all, how did you decide to write this book? Was it because you'd been through it in your own life and this is your field? Yeah, it's like um, I grew up as a narcissistic mother and I didn't realize what was going on until about five years ago. So I knew it was not right. I knew I didn't have a good relationship with her. I knew she was weird and cruel sometimes in her behaviors but what it actually was that there was a label for it I had no idea when Mm. I discovered that it made it a bit easier because all of a sudden uh, illogical stuff fell into place you can say ah this is part of narcissism ah this is part of the condition Mm -hmm. ah now I can see it Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it helps me to deal with my mother in a healthy way for me, which meant that I cut the cords. I'm not in touch anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Marianne, how big, common is narcissism? I can't believe how much how common, it is around. How common is it? That's a difficult one to, to answer. But if you look at the spectrum of narcissism, well, there might be one in ten, two in ten maybe even more, but I couldn't believe how many people were affected by narcissists since I started to talk about because I mm. thought I was the only one. Lots of people didn't understand me, but when I stood up and said, my mother is a nasty piece of work, I'm writing a book, I'm looking for other stories, please come to me if you have experience with a narcissist. And they come out all corners. They are coming out of the woodwork Parents, family members, friends, people in the workplace, people in the political area. It is just, I can't give you a number of a percentage, but I have to say, I think it's quite high. Yeah. Marriott, why is it so damaging? A narcissist lives 
in their own world, which is very different from how normal people live and think. They are lacking empathy. They don't have emotional awareness. And that makes them cruel. They don't understand that they hurt people. They don't understand what pain is. And so where normal people know that they are doing something wrong and they do it maybe occasionally or they choose to do it, a narcissist doesn't know that they are doing something wrong. And in that process, they absolutely break people. There are people who are ending up in psychiatric psychiatric hospitals because they've lost their total sense of self. They don't know who they are anymore. There are people who end up in hospital with physical stuff mm-hmm. because they've been not looked after by a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it 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 that's that's part of the danger, I would say. And then the other thing is they're so manipulative and they always twist the truth and it's always for their benefit. But in that process, again, they break other people. Mm-hmm. We see that um, we see that today, right? With our with some of our leaders. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's almost comical if people, if leaders try to manipulate the press or Twitter accounts or messages that go out. You know, I'm, I'm here in the UK and I look at it from a distance and you just, you just think this is ridiculous. This is, you know, you, you smile about it. But it's very, very dangerous because for some reason, they also have a charisma. They also appeal to a certain audience. Boy, you're really describing what's going on here to a T. To a I yeah. mean, you're describing it without mentioning him. You are describing exactly what we're going through. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think my question here is how you deal with it. Because I think, as you said, the charisma, I think the other part of it, and I'd love you to answer if this is right, is that sometimes a narcissist will tend to give you both sides. You know, oh, you're wonderful, but then you're not. But then you are. So it's that sort of intermittent reinforcement where you were not really sure where you stand. Would you say that's true? Yeah. A narcissist aims to confuse their victims because someone who's confused isn't confident. Someone who's confused is easily malleable. And that's what Mm -hmm. they want to create. So Mm -hmm. they give you the warm hug and the cold shoulder. They give you the compliments and then they trash you. I know. Yep. And in doing that, when people look for validation or they think, I want to do something right, I want I do I want to do something good and then the narcissist is saying, Oh, that was really nice. You think, Oh my god, I got it right this time and then you do the same thing and then it's being told, Oh, this is so boring, it's always the same as you. You you're not creative, you have no fantasy. Mm-hmm. And they think, What is going on here? Mm-hmm. An hour ago, I was brilliant, and now for the same thing, mm-hmm. I'm just being slaughtered. But I, I will say this. I'll share this with the audience. I've, I've been a recipient of this, and I've been a recipient of this with family members. I'm not going to go into it, but I'll tell you, it does. it takes a lifetime, because when you are a recipient of it, it does affect you, and it affects how you behave when you're older, and it, it, you really have to work on it. So I'd love to know your comments about that, about the effects that it has. A narcissist wants to break their victim. Mm-hmm. They, they are, the victim is their prey and they are the predator. And what they want to achieve is total control over you. So they do that. But I've got a metaphor here. A narcissist usually comes in into the heart. So the soft spot and you think, oh, that's okay. And then they have tentacles. They're like a, like an octopus. And their tentacles are creeping up and they go inside your head. And they take the content of your head and they replace it with their toxins. So it's like you are losing your own control of thoughts. You are losing your confidence. You, are, you're, you don't know who you are anymore. And that's where they want you. 
I don't know if you recognize that, Patricia, when you say, you know, I have been on the receiving end of the behavior mm-hmm. of a narcissist. But that is what they are aiming for, the total, total control. So if you then recognize you're being affected by a narcissist, mm-hmm. you step away from them, which is also a difficult process, and then you have to build yourself up again mm-hmm. because they will also point the finger at you. Everything that doesn't go well is your fault. But you know, and but you know what's interesting, Marietta, is I think sometimes people don't realize they're narcissists. They don't, they don't intentionally mean it. It's almost in their behavior. What do you think? Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah. But and they don't care. That's another mm. thing. They don't do it deliberately. This is just the way they are. It's like now, do you think it's addicted. a learned behavior or do you think it's part of their DNA? Is it part of their genes or did they learn this? It's a combination. I think it's part of their genes. Mm-hmm. Research now shows that narcissists also lack a part of the brain. That part of the brain that Interesting. is connected with empathy and emotion. So if that part of the brain is not there, it can never change, can it? Mm. And you can see when people are from a family with narcissists, that very often when the parents when the parents are narcissistic, there might be a grandparent who is, there might be a child who is. So there there is some genetic going on as well, but there is also that learned behavior. Mm-hmm. But you also right. know if you don't use it, you lose it. So right. if you're not trained to be empathic, if you're not trained to look at other people and tune into how they are feeling and see how you can, you know, be kind mm-hmm. to them, mm-hmm. then it's something that possibly sort of disappears over the years. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come, this is fascinating. When we come back, we're going to talk to Mariette. We are talking about narcissistic personalities. My guest is for, um, from Victim to Victor is the name of the book, The Narcissism Survival Guide by Dr. Mariette Jansen. And she's a therapist and specializes in the narcissistic personality disorder. So she's going to talk to us when we come back about how to recognize it instantly and, you know, what can you do about it and what are the effects that it has. How do you know that you've been a victim of a narcissist? You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. Voiceamerica.com. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Do you want to hear a show about football? How about football moms? What if we told you that was just a start? Tune in for Double Down with Garrett and Mack. Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack are moms to some well-known NFL players. Sure, they'll talk football and raising their kids to achieve greatness, but they'll also talk about community and world issues, motherhood, news, and lifestyle topics. Listen in every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You 
are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We're talking about the narcissistic personality. My guest is Dr. Mariette Jansen. Her book is From Victim to Victor, Narcissism Survival Guide. And she's talking about what a narcissist is, how we can recognize them instantly, how to understand abuse in your life, how to keep yourself safe and sane, and how to deal with difficult people. And she's written this book from the perspective of a victim of a narcissistic mother and later in life of a partner. Her experience as a psychotherapist and life coach add to the depth of content. And it's, she has a wonderful, soothing style and makes this book an easy and informative read. And she is uh, on the phone with us today from England. All right. Welcome back, Mariette. Yeah. And you have a whole checklist here. You have a whole checklist. So what... Um, what are the effects when people come to you and say, oh, Marianne, I need your help. My mother, my father, my uncle, who was a narcissist. What's the effect on them? What happens to them? How does it damage mostly, them? It's mostly people come and their starting point is, I don't understand what is happening, but it isn't right. What have I done wrong? And if we then discover, and I'm quite blunt with that, but if we then discover that actually they are talking about a narcissist in their life. The next step is to really acknowledge that, and people find that very difficult. Narcissists attack the empathic people. You know, narcs narcs and empaths are sort of each other's um, opponents, and they really complement each other because the empath think, oh, I can, I can rescue you. I can show how the world is beautiful and how I, can, I can teach you how to love and I will make it better for you. And the narcissist doesn't care at all and is just very happy with all the attention. And the easy target of the empath, because the empath is looking at himself, thinking, what have I done wrong? What can I do differently? So they're easily, easily uh, manipulated easy to manipulate and easy to control. And that, that is what the narcissist is looking for. So the first step is really for the victim, the empathic victim, to acknowledge that the person they are talking about is a narcissist. They usually come up with lots of excuses. Oh, but they behave only like this when they're tired or when they're stressed. Oh, I don't mind. I don't mind. Then he changes his mind all the time. It's okay. It's okay. So once we've gone over that hurdle, then it is time for them to realize that, and I have to say that to them, we are now 20 minutes into the session and 18 minutes you have been talking about your narcissist. But you're mm-hmm. here for you. So let's yes. talk about you. Yes. Yeah. And that is and that's what very the common. Well, yeah. because I think what happens is, and tell me what you think of this, is that the narcissist wraps you up so much that you lose yourself into them. And their logic is so illogic and so weird for normal people that you try to get your head around, how do they think? Why do they do this? Where does this come from? Is this normal? What did I I have to do with it? How did I cause this behavior? Yeah, it is they really suck themselves into into the system of the of the victim. So my clients are sitting there and then they realize, oops, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, you know, I'm talking about my narcissist. Now, one of the things I ask my clients at one stage is to make a list and I call it typical me. And I say, write down all the typical you characteristics. So I'm, I'm kind and maybe I'm lazy and maybe I'm this and I'm that. And when they are here because of the narcissistic abuse, half of, half of the list is about what a narcissist thinks that they are. So they say, I'm not intelligent. And then we talk about it and they say, oh, well, that's actually what I've been told by my narcissist. And what do you think? What do you know about yourself? How do you know yourself? 
Well, I used to be intelligent. I used to think yeah. I was confident. Yeah. I used to. But since I'm under the influence of this narcissist, that has all disappeared. Yeah. yeah so, so they lose that sense of self and it's being replaced by the elements from the narcissist. Mm-hmm. What are some things that we can do? What are some things we can do? First, we have to recognize it. Right? Sometimes it takes Absolutely. a while to recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a, a while to recognize it. It also takes a while to acknowledge how serious it is. Yes. Because when you're with a narcissist, you, you are trained to make up excuses for them and uh-huh. to make it better for them and to, to, oh, well, it doesn't matter really that that we canceled the weekend because he was angry with me. It, it doesn't really matter. The weather was not good anyway. It's not about that. It's like when someone takes a decision on behalf of you or as a punishment for you, that's horrific. That's not how adult people should deal with each other. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's that sort of, so it's continuously reminding them that it's really, really bad what, that, how that other person, how the narcissist behaves. Mm-hmm. It is bad. It does affect you. It doesn't make you feel good. Oh yeah, but with a romantic partner. Oh yeah, no, but Friday night was really was really nice. Yeah. So that Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday was really not good. Is sort of is being compensated by the Friday night? No. Got it. It's, so it's Got it. really, and that comes down to self value as well. And so self worth is undermined by the narcissist. So, so the people who are sitting opposite me have lost that as well. And think, I'm, I've done everything wrong. I need to make it better. What can I do? Who am I? That's mm-hmm. the thing as well. Who am I? Mm-hmm. How, where do I find the courage and the confidence to start acting on behalf of me again and yeah. not on behalf of somebody else? Do you find that um, people repeat the patterns? So most of the people that you work with have had narcissistic family members. Is that what you find or not always? It's very common. Someone who has a narcissistic parent often finds themselves in a romantic relationship with a narcissist because they want to repair the relationship with the parent. It couldn't work. It didn't work out with the parent. So subconsciously they go to someone else and try to make it work with them, hoping that it then will work out with the parents. I see. Yeah. So, and it is also, it's a typical, uh, as I said earlier, an empathic person is highly attractive for a narcissist. So if they haven't learned a lesson in one relationship, they will find themselves in a relationship, similar relationship, because they haven't recognized what was going on and they, again, are being victimized. Okay, so tell us what we can do. Knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. You know, knowledge, knowledge is power, isn't it? And if you know the typical traits from, of a narcissist, that's one thing. Know it, know it, know it. The second thing is understand how you are affected by it. And some people are not affected by it. They just go straight over their heads. They live their lives. They are not the victim because the narcissist can't get a clause in them, if that makes sense. But the softer people... You know, they are sort of, once they being sort of clawed in, mm-hmm. they need to understand and validate their suffering. They need to understand that they pay a price for the relationship with that person that is unacceptable, that is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And they need to step out of that and start to take care of themselves. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. having a narcissist around, sort of, you know, if you or recognizing it will then mean that you can take actions. And, I, you know, the best thing to do is the moment there's a narcissist and you don't have to deal with them, turn your back on them and run away as far as in, as hard as you can. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing. 
accounts yeah. always do that. How do you uh, help people? We only have, we actually only have a couple minutes. So I want to I want to oh. ask you when we come back. When we come back after the break, I'm going to ask you how you help people who are in narcissistic relationships and you know, and are having trouble getting out of them or can't seem to get out of them. So let's talk about that next. But tell people how they can get your book. Amazon. It's uh, on Kindle and it is in paperback. And in, I think in two weeks' time, the audio book is there. So that's all very, very uh, big news. But it's, it's via Amazon. Yeah, that's the channel. That's right. Okay. All right. Um, We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are talking to Mariette Jensen. And she is the author of From Victim to Victor, A Narcissism Survival Guide. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about, you know, if you're in a relationship like this, and it's not so easy to get out of it, what are things that you can do? What are things you can do to protect yourself? All right, everyone, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. On Read My Lips Radio, producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with smart, savvy, creative people as she discovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, when creativity first became their passion, and how their creative process can inspire the rest of us to think out of the box. Enjoy, a.k.a. Radio Red's always lively, cool conversations with creatives. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Oh, how those lips can talk. Get ready to go inside the lives of some of the top recording artists the music industry has known. Join host Troy Bronstein every week as he becomes a prince among queens. Troy discusses the careers and past, present, and future projects from these artists. And if there's time on each show, you just might hear some performance gems as well. Listen for Prince Among Queens every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. My guest is Dr. Mariette Jensen, and she is the author of From Victor, From Victim to Victor, The Narcissism Survival Guide. Dr. Mariette Jensen is a psychotherapist and life coach. She's been through uh, a narcissistic mother and a life partner and uh, really understands what it takes, and she helps people understand it and make a step-by-step plan to keep themselves safe and sane. And she has worksheets in her book. So you really take a look at it. There's a checklist here, and there's a lot. All right. Welcome back, Mariette. Mariette, do you have, um, can you walk us through maybe someone that you've worked with who, um, you know, maybe is with a narcissistic partner and cannot leave? It's not a choice. And how you help that person to live with it. Yeah, there are situations where it's easy to say, leave your narcissist, 
but it's impossible when you have children, when you're married for some month for a long time. I've got a, I've got a client who is uh, in her mid-70s. And she, after my book was published, a few weeks after that, she called me and she was in tears. And she said, Maria, thank you so much for writing that book. It describes to, to really to the point in all sort of details my situation. And now I understand what I am in. And I never understood. It never felt right. But I didn't know what it was. It's upsetting. I thought I was going crazy. And now you present me with an answer to my situation. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. That is, it was really important for her to get validation of her situation. Mm-hmm. Because she, then, she knows that she's not the only one. In, you know, who experienced it, but also she can't leave. She's in her mid seventies. There is a codependency as well in living together, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for her, understanding her partner and his behavior and understanding how it affects her is the first step for her to be able to to protect herself. So where in the past when now she understands that she gets a remark thrown at her, which is meant as undermining and pushing her button, and he wants her to explode and get angry and and go, go through all those feelings. She now understands that. So she hears it, she notices it, and she thinks, oh, yeah, I know what you are doing here. I'm not, I'm not reacting the way I do. I just shrug my shoulders and walk mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. And, mm. you know, and he's noticing her, it. She says he's noticing it because the, the renting and the raving, like he did in the past, much more, with good effect because what he wanted, he wanted to wind her up. He wanted to have that argument. He wanted to sort of, in that argument, and have the power to put her down and undermine her. And that's mm-hmm. not happening anymore. So there's no point in doing it. So it's that whole household is much calmer since mm-hmm. she has taken control of her reactions because she understands what is going on. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so it's, it's easier for her. I mean, I'm sure it's not easy, but it's easier for her at this point. It's easier. It will never be it's it's a yes what is it it's a very unbalanced relationship it's there's no emotional connection but it never has been so in 35 years at least she now has a sense of control and a sense of understanding and i think Mm -hmm. that is really really important knowing that you will never really understand the narcissist but Mm -hmm. knowing that you can recognize how they behave and then you can sort of shrug it off. And what narcissists do, they do gaslighting. Gaslighting is that I don't know where they try to make you yes. feel as if you're going mad. So one of the things, one of the tips I give to all my clients, I give them a little notebook and I say to them, write things down. Write things, what you, you know, what you say, what you hear, what you do. So... In, in another case, there was a, a, a woman who got always told off by her husband because she did it all wrong. She locked the back door and wrote it down in her little booklet. Half an hour later, she comes back in the kitchen. The husband is in the kitchen and he says, well, the back door was unlocked. And she had her statement in her little booklet that said, I locked the door mm-hmm. at 3.25. And... Mm-hmm. That gave her the reassurance that she didn't have to doubt herself. And if that happens a lot, Patricia, if it's continuously that sort of thing, you say, oh, did I do it wrong? Oh, did I do it wrong? If you have your little booklet, if you have the records of events, mm-hmm. then you just know. No one, no one can then tell you that you didn't know what was happening. Wow. It's a tough one, though. But she's doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and you know, sometimes you have to make the most of a situation. So when you are with parents who are, or, you know, when your, your parents are claiming you and having very unreasonable 
demands from their narcissistic mm-hmm. perspective. There are mm-hmm. other ways where you can deal with them. And it, for instance, that is taking control. There are these examples where, say, daughters are being bombarded with text messages and phone calls and da-da-da, I want your attention, I want your attention. Mm-hmm. It's to decide how much attention you want to give. So if you decide that 20 minutes for a phone call on a Wednesday afternoon is what you are going to give, then you do that. And after 20 minutes, you end the conversation and you hang up. And they can mm-hmm. call you back afterwards and they can text message you and whatever you can do, but you can just sort of stop that mm-hmm. and not taking any mm-hmm. notice. Mm-hmm. It's boundaries. It's about, it's about boundaries. Absolute boundaries. And they will never understand and agree with your boundaries. So it's just you who set the boundaries and say, okay, that's it. I decide on this. I did that with my mother. She lived in the Netherlands. I lived in the UK. And I decided that a good daughter would call once a fortnight for half an hour. And that's what I did. And I said, okay, I think I'm doing well. For me, it worked. For her, it didn't. She said, she said one phone call, she said, well, um, I would have expected something, something else from my daughter. And I said, well, what, what do you expect? She said, well, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I said, well, then, then it's the end of the conversation, because if you don't mm-hmm. know what you expect, I can't give it to you. Mm-hmm. Simple. Mm-hmm. And if she had said to me, I want half an hour or I want every week or I want whatever it is, then... I don't know what I would have said. Possibly would have said, well, I think this once a fortnight is fine for me. And uh, we'll leave it like that. Mm. That's a, it becomes a power game then as well. But yes. that's when the victim takes the control and the victim takes the power. And the victim is saying, no, this is what I'm prepared to give to you mm-hmm. and not more. Mm. Wow, it's fascinating. Um, how do you work with people, Mariette? Do you do virtual consultations? Do you group, do group work? How do you work with people? I work one-to-one, one-on-one. Maybe workshops in the future, but, you know, at the moment with all the, the pandemic and stuff, that that is difficult. Also, people find it quite difficult to share with people they don't know because it's very um it's very intimate and it's very personal and there's very often there's shame attached. So it's it's better to work on a one to one. I sometimes see people, you know, in my in my Zendem, that's my workspace, and uh, more and more via Zoom. And especially because I've got clients now from all over the world. Quite a few mm-hmm. quite a few American mm-hmm. clients. So by the end of the afternoon in the UK, I'm busy with my clients from uh, from overseas. And what we do, we always start with an inventory. So we talk through what, what you know, a little bit of the story. And then I take them through a questionnaire. And that questionnaire really sort of brings to the surface where the damage is done. So how, the, how someone the relationship they have with themselves, what they think about themselves, how keen they are for external validation, how nervous they are, how, you know, how much stress there is, how much guilt there is. There's usually a lot of guilt and a lot of sense of responsibility because that is what a narcissist does as well. They make their victim responsible for anything bad that happens and they take the shine for anything good that happens. Mm -hmm. So automatically, Mm -hmm. as a spin-off of that, a victim will have a huge sense of responsibility. And with that comes a sense of guilt that is easily ignited. Because if you feel that you're responsible for something and it goes wrong, then the guilt kicks in as well. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. that sort of thing. So we immediately have that that picture. Then we set some goal. And sometimes the goal is, yes, how to keep myself sane while living with a narcissist. Sometimes the goal is reaching a place where I can make a decision about my future. Mm -hmm. So that Mm -hmm. is really about learning and learning about how the narcissist behaves and how the narcissist affects me. And then Mm -hmm. making that decision and saying, this is 
not good for me. I'm not looking after myself. This doesn't right. lead to anything. Right. And how do I All reach right. the point that I'm ready to leave or mm-hmm. to stay? That there's always that option. Yeah, yeah. But if yeah. it's a conscious Absolutely. decision, if it's a conscious decision, then you can also decide on all the parameters and how do I keep myself safe and what do I find acceptable and what is not acceptable. All right, we're going to take a break on that note. And when we come back uh, in our final segment with Marriott, we'll talk more about the narcissistic personality, how you can spot it, how you can get help, um, you know, and how you can also we'll talk about how you can help to uh, raise your children in a different way, particularly if you have been exposed to parenting by a narcissistic parent. All right, we'll talk about that next. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. My guest is Dr. Mariette Jansen. She's a psychotherapist who specializes in narcissism, and her book is From Victim to Victor, Narcissism Survival Guide. We'll be right back. Talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Very sure has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation, Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every week for Making Action Happen, hosted by Sarah Blackhurst. The program takes you inside Action 22, a Colorado-based community outreach organization established in 1999. The show focuses on public policies, both politically driven or not, which have ongoing and immediate impact on the Colorado community and the world. It doesn't matter where you are, you can make action happen. Listen Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 1 p.m. Mountain Time on Voice America Variety. Join Chris Epting every week for the moment. Chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet, including authors, artists, and athletes. And that's just the A-list. These celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn, changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be. Listen for The Moment with Chris Epting, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome back to The Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. We are talking about narcissism, and my guest is Dr. Marriott Jansen from England, and her book is From Victim to Victor, The Narcissism Survival Guide, Great book, easy to read, has a whole checklist in here, and things that you can do. All right, and Dr. Jansen is a psychotherapist, and she had a narcissistic mother and partner later in life, and so she uses her experience as a psychotherapist to help clients understand narcissism, and she works with clients all over the world. All right, welcome back, Mariette. Um, let's talk about parenting. Let's talk about, you know, you are you have been a child of a narcissist and, you know, you've been wounded. How do you prevent yourself from, you know, behaving in similar ways that you were treated? 
I decided to sort of do exactly the opposite. So my mother informed my mothering style, but not in the way that I copied her. It was just the opposite. But I think what I decided is my values, the things I missed most in my upbringing were love and respect. And that is what I give to my boys. And as long as that is in place, as a parent, you can't really go wrong. Because if you love and respect your child, you give them a secure attachment. That means that they feel secure in the environment of their parents. So they Mm -hmm. know they can be themselves. They know they can make mistakes. They know they they can have their quirks. It's all fine because in essence, they are loved for who they are. And I think this is for any parenting style, I would say. If you can give your child a secure attachment, then naturally they will feel more confident. Naturally, it's easier for them to be more open and honest about themselves. It opens the world for them. Mm. Saying that, it doesn't mean so one of the potential causes of narcissism is that positive parenting, you know, where where everything is always perfect about little Johnny and little Susan and they they don't do anything wrong and the the parents are standing up and paving the way for them and they never have the confrontation of things that are less perfect caused by themselves when they make a little mistake or then they are really naughty and And I think it is essential for every child to go through those stages and to learn what is acceptable behavior and what is not acceptable behavior. So when we spoil our children and let them get away with things, we're not helping them at all? Not at all. No. Because as a parent, you you think you make it easier for them. If they grow up, they go in the big world and the parents are not around there to sort of... To, to safeguard them, they have to stand on their own two feet and they have to understand that they are doing things that are maybe socially not acceptable, but they always got away with it. So how would they know? Yeah, and then they learn true. later in life, it is much more painful or they never learn. They have grown into that narcissist perception of themselves being the best, always right, can't deal with people who say, well, actually, you're not right. You've got it wrong here. I don't agree. It's like, whoa, they can't handle is that. They get angry. And they manipulate the situation in order to feel good about themselves again. Yeah, yeah. What would you say are your closing thoughts? What would you like people to get from this interview and from your book? Don't be afraid to check out if someone is a narcissist. Be honest with yourself because they harm you. If they are in your life, they will harm you no matter no matter how strong you are or you think you are. And if you feel uncomfortable in someone's presence, something is not right. So trust your guts. If someone makes you feel bad about yourself and you think, that's not, I'm not bad. It, I'm not like that. Go with your instincts and don't listen to that other person. And learn how to trust yourself. And trust yourself. And another thing is narcissists wear a mask. They can be really, in, it, towards the outside world, in the outside world, they can be the most charming, lovely, adorable person. And behind closed doors, they can be the opposite. If you meet people like that, it's a red flag, check it out. Check out who and what you are dealing with. I'm not saying that everyone who operates like that is a narcissist, but the chances are there, and it's worthwhile to check it out. Absolutely. Because All right, and they tell drip, people... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say they drip feed their victims yeah. with their yeah. poison, so yeah. it takes a while before you realize that that's really what's can, happening. Can a, that can a narcissist change? Can a narcissist become a non-narcissist? Have you seen that or not so much? I haven't seen that at all. Really? That's yeah. interesting. But what it is, 
Patricia, one of the things that they embrace, one of the five key things about a narcissist is they are always right. They are perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if something doesn't work out, it's never down to them. Yes. It's always yes. down to other people. Yeah. 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 We see that a lot in our leaders. Yeah. Well, it's just been a pleasure to have you on the program. And again, people can get your book, you said, through Amazon? It's Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you do, so and, you, and they can write to you. And what is your, your what's your website? Our website is drdistress.co.uk. If people want to book a free coaching call with me, they can. They just go to the website and they book a slot. So it's drdistress.co.uk, correct? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Marriott, for being on the program and enlightening us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. It's great. Enjoyed being and talking to you, Patricia. Thank you. Thank you. Stay on the line for a second. All right, folks, this wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. If you would like a copy, if you would like a copy of my newsletter so you can see all the wonderful guests, then write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. You can also like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. And if you're thinking about doing your own podcast, I've interviewed about 5,000 people in my career. I'm happy to talk with you. I help people with the content and putting together their podcasts. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Stay healthy. Stay happy. Get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.